Welcome to Cue the Clarity. I'm your host, Mina Kunlositep. I'm here to help you discover and get clear on how you operate as your best self to create more success, more happiness, and more peace in your daily life and business. Let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Cue the Clarity. I'm your host, Mina Kunlositep, and I'm so happy that you're here, whether it's your first time listening or you are a return listener. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you some tips on how to get more clarity in your life. And I wish that I had a magic wand for all of us to cue the clarity and that it was this magic wand or a light switch that I could just shine this bright light for all of us. But it is definitely more of a process that it will help you take one foot in front of the other. And so I'm going to be sharing five different tips for you to get more clarity into your life. Okay. So number one is I want you to define the season that you're in. So the thing with seasons is that sometimes it can feel so overwhelming, right? Thinking about our entire lives, what we're going to be doing from, you know, a year to five years or 10 years from now. And let's kind of zone in a little bit instead of being helicopter view. Let's kind of just think about what season that you're in right now, because here is the thing. Different seasons require different things from each of us. We learn different lessons. We have a different life. Like I can't even remember where my life was maybe a year from a year ago, much less a year or two from now. So think about what you need right now. Define the season that you're in. And it can be as large or as granular as you want. It might be what your the season of life that you're in that the your business needs from you. Are you in the season where you need to be more so thinking about the systems that you need in order to stabilize your business? Are you in the scale part of your business where you are excited and renewed and really looking forward to getting out there and signing up for conferences or connecting with different clients or different prospects? In your household, are you needing different things? A good example of this is my brother-in-law and sister-in-law just had a baby and they're in a very different season of life than I am right now. So I remember thinking back to that season of life and and knowing the different decisions I had to make. I needed to figure out daycare. I needed to figure out how to heal, what ty- what different types of support I needed. We had to have conversations about when my husband was going back to work or when I was going back to work. So all these different things that... It's a different season of life with different challenges and different obstacles and different rewards and different lenses that we need to look through. So defining that season of life can really be helpful in gaining more clarity in your life in what you might need. Because a lot of times we're so focused on the future, we're so focused on where we want to be that we forget about really taking control of that container that we're in, the season of life that might look a little bit different if we felt a certain way of what we might need. So for example, I'm in a different season of life in that my kids are older now. They require something different from me, even in my personal life and my household. So for example, before when my kids were younger, they needed more time, more guidance. Even even if I look on a smaller scale, even in the mornings, right? In the mornings before I was helping them get their shoes on, the night before I was picking out their clothes with them for them, simply because we would pick it out the night before and then we wouldn't have the discussion 
and the arguments in the morning of what they were going to wear. And that was really helpful for me figuring out, okay, this will be helpful in the mornings when they're little kids. Also having prepared snacks for them or their water bottles or their lunches, making sure my kids actually eat hot lunch, but they, they eat hot lunch, but they actually have whatever, a snack in the morning and a snack at the end of school. So what did that look like? I brought the cups down where they could reach them and the snacks, a little snack area so they could just grab and go what they wanted to have. That season looked very different than what the season looks like now when my kids are 13 and eight years old. So while in the mornings when I was like their guide, really like, hey, do this, do that, you know, really guiding them through on what they needed to be do, doing on a, like a micro way, micro sort of way. Now I'm more, hey, this is I'm your cheerleader and your facilitator. I see it as I make sure that my daughter now is feeling good about her wrestling and she's going to be doing track and I'm making sure she able to do the things that she wants to do in her own sort of independent way. So even my my lens of that scope of I'm now not so much their guide in a micro way, micro way, why is that so hard to say? In a small scale way of, hey, I'm doing this for you and I'm helping you along the way, like figure things out and parenting you. And now I really want to cultivate their independence, their self sufficiency. So I see myself more as, like I said, a cheerleader and a facilitator in a lot of ways that, hey, this is how you can do it and do all the things that you want to do. And it's been really beautiful to see them figure out what they enjoy in this world and how they want to show up in this world. You know, that self-sufficiency and that independence that they're growing into, knowing that I'm there to support them. And so I want you to name it and claim it. Actually, I'm going to say that in reverse, claim it and name it. So define the season you're in, claim it. I know that this season is where I have more maybe freedom in my business, but I also want to be focused on my family. My kids are at that pivotal age where they're growing into their own selves. I think eight years old in third grade is a really pivotal moment in my mind and 13 years old for my daughter. And so I want to be there and present for those things. In a different season of my life, I really was in the mold mode of hustling and creating my business. I was really excited and thriving in coming to my business, having a lot of ideas, growing it and curating it in a certain way. And that was the season that I was in. If you're in the season where you're exhausted or you are not sure what to do in your business, start small. Think about defining that season that you're in and thinking about what you want in that season. Most times when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I just think, what can I do that's really small? If I feel like I've hit, you know, not to be dramatic, but like rock bottom in a way, I'm like exhausted, ready to burn it all down. I just think I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go for a walk every day. I'm just going to focus on a walk. And that really helps to clear my head so that I can write down what might be that definition of the season that I'm in. It's not a light switch. 
It's not something where it's like, hey, voila, I wrote it down and now it's so crystal clear. It takes a practice of certain things of peeling the onion and getting down to the heart of the matter and figuring out what do I need in the season of life, in the stage of life that I'm in, what could make me feel good and ready to move forward as I step-by-step start to move forward in the way that feels small and micro so that I can kind of do that domino effect of that compound effect of moving forward. And that is what makes it feel less overwhelming than trying to see what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life, like what your business needs from you for the rest of your life or what your kids might need from you for the rest of your life. Look at the season that you're in. And then I want you to name it. Okay. So claim it and name it. So when you put a name to it, I think that it helps you put it into perspective in a way that you have control over it. When you bucket it into a container, what do I have control over? And so just an example is that I have named this era that I'm in as my soft power era, my soft power era. I was really in my, I don't know if I want to call it hard power era, but right now I'm in my kind of more feminine era. We all have our feminine side and our masculine side. And masculine side is more of a drive. It's an assertiveness. It is a ambition, a it's action, action oriented. And the feminine side is the nurturing, the empathetic, the receiving rather than doing the, while it might be more less action oriented, It is more intuitive oriented. And so I am claiming that for right now of the season that I'm in, that I want to still move forward, but I want to do it in a nurturing way. I want to do it in an aligned way. I want to feel my way through it. It's more feeling than it is doing. And I think that we can vacillate in between those two, right? What season are we in where we are perhaps more, action-oriented in that sort of way versus in this sort of way. And so name it for yourself. Is it your soft power era like myself? Even on, I saw a billboard for a quick trip for QT and it said, I'm in my croissant era, my croissant era. And I thought that is just such clever marketing, right? But I think it's so helpful when we do claim that era for ourselves in the way that we want to step forward. So number one is defined your season that you're in and then claim it, take full ownership of it, full ownership of it, take accountability, take responsibility. I am stepping forward into this season that I have defined in this era that I want to live my life in this way. So claim it and then name it. Okay. So number two is I want you to know your enoughness number. I want you to know it know it well. Okay. The thing is that when I say enoughness number, I use that so interchangeably with your enough number. And sometimes you can hear other people talk about their enough number. And that's what I need to make in order to sustain this lifestyle that I'm in. Also, I think that as women, we tend to assign value to that enough number, that this is where we're enough in the way that we're enoughness, there's the enoughness feeling, as well as 
that we have that number to know that we, in a way, can practically, in a practical and rational way, meet our safety and meet our stability number and income in our household. So I think that's really important because the thing is, is that when you start to know what your enoughness number is, knowing, okay, this is the practical way to do it. You sit down, you think about, and you write down, how much does my business need to make? How much, how many units do I need to sell or clients do I need to take on per month in order to bring in this amount of money that I can have as owner's draws to myself, or if you're an employee of your business, the salary that you need to maintain. And then on the flip side of that, the personal side, you're bringing in that income from your business, whether it be from draws or and or your salary, and then how much do you need to be making in order to pay your rent or your mortgage, make the food that you need to be making to go to the grocery store, feeding your kids, providing in childcare, whatever it is in that lifestyle that you need, what is that benchmark number of your needs that you need to sustain your lifestyle? When you know that number, it can feel so liberating because the thing with that is when you know your number, your enoughness number, you realize that that is where the abundance is. Knowing that enoughness number, we think that it's like shortchanging ourselves or dreaming small or whatever it is, but it actually allows us for a target that, hey, this is where you feel safe. This is where you feel safe because your lifestyle as you're living it now can be sustained. Then anything above that is expansive, just like sugar icing on the top of a cake, right? Or you know, sprinkles on the cake. And so that can make you feel liberated in the way that it can give you self-esteem, especially as women. As women, even for me, I really would defer to my husband a lot of times on our financial, our overall financial vision. And it wasn't that I didn't understand the numbers or I just wasn't claiming it, wasn't taking control of it in my own way. And what I realized was that once I figured out what our numbers were and started to get to know what our numbers were, it actually was so liberating because it gave me self-esteem. I started to trust in myself more. I knew what the number was because I had a target for the baseline. And so that was really great in me trusting in my ability and fears of thinking that I might mismanage money or miscalculate what we needed. And my self-esteem grew from there. And my thinking about abundance grew from there. I just started thinking of money more as a tool that I needed to make it to this certain amount. And I saw it as unlimited more so. The abundance was in that knowledge and that control of understanding that rather than thinking that abundance was this open-ended number that felt like I was always trying to chase. And also not having a clear target, not having that baseline enoughness number really led to me feeling out of control, feeling like I didn't have a good hold of confidence around numbers simply because I wasn't willing to step into that financial acumen that I would give my power over to like my husband. And it not it wasn't because he was like, hey, I want this financial power. He had his own path, right? He had his own path of learning about the numbers. And then I got to show up as I wanted to 
and say, hey, could you explain this to me so I can understand it too? And we ended up getting a financial advisor. And then I, you know, I I did the things that I needed to do in order to feel safe in figuring out what my numbers were. And it just felt so liberating. And as a woman to another woman, probably that you're listening to this, I want you to know what your enoughness number is. Write it down, know what your monthly personal number is and what your business needs to make. And that will make such a difference. And know that's a skill set that you can start to grow. In the society, it's almost like we've been taught to defer that to others. But once you start to know your enoughness number and start to think of money as a tool that you can reinvest or that you can, you know, mold and build your business into whatever it needs to be. Like, let's say, you know, I need to get five clients per month. Then you go out and get those five clients, right? You know, those five slots are what you need. And anything above that can can be money that you reinvest, money that you use as a safety net, money that you use as bonuses, whatever you want it to be, you have control. And it starts to build that confidence that can be so great in you finding the clarity from those numbers and finding the clarity in yourself because you took control of it, okay? So number three is I want you to get your mornings in order. How many times have I said this, right? Getting your mornings in order, I feel, is so special. It feels so sacred. That time of you winning the day, of you claiming it as your own, reclaiming that morning and saying, this is all mine. It's not my businesses. It's not my families. It's not my team members. It is all mine. And how sacred of a time is that, right? Such a beautiful time for you to gain whatever whatever clarity that you need to. And like I said, it's not a light switch where you're like, voila, one morning and I am able to peel back so much. You are able to do that in the practice of transforming your life in the consistency of you getting control of your mornings. Now, does that mean that if you've gone off the rails that you can't just start again? No, absolutely not. It does not mean that. We're all human. There's times where we lose grasp of that and we just need to get back on the rails, right? I was thrown completely off routine during the holiday season and it threw me for a loop, to be honest, of, you know, I felt like I felt like really low energy. And it was because my kids were home and I wasn't doing, you know, my usual routine. And that's beautiful in its own way, the disruption of your routine. But when you can come back to routine, that is when you start to see the bits of clarity that will start to set your behavior into motion. So when I was talking to one of my friends, she was saying how, because she was saying how she was starting to feel really lethargic. She was feeling really in a slump, really uninspired, really overwhelmed. A lot of things like she was stuck in like this negative part of her journey. And I told her that I thought that she should start doing slower mornings, how I explained it. And those were the habits that could get to supporting her in, in starting small, right? starting small by taking these habits and growing like what she would want to do in her life of getting gaining clarity in, hey, you know, there's the S for silence where she can start to listen to that inner voice that is 
stirring inside of her without the distraction of all these other external voices on social media, in the industry, all these different things. Liquids, because she knows that she's taking care of her body outside because she knows that the sunshine and her circadian rhythm, her body is doing natural things by boosting her energy level with the sun and with the the time that she's waking up. Writing because she's journaling, journaling about her, you know, being grateful and her intentions or her visions or her emotions. You know, she's getting it on a piece of paper and clarifying it through processing it through getting it out of her body. And then exercise, which is movement and moving her body, getting into her body instead of being lost in her thoughts and physically doing what she needs to do to take care of herself. And then reading, working that growth muscle and and reading and gaining those different perspectives in life. And so what does she have? A physical win, which is the brain and body health, the walking, the movement, the mental win, in the mornings, which was reading, writing, reflecting, mindset, awareness, growth, and then spiritual win, which was the silence, the meditating, the praying, the connecting, the relating to the world around herself as a human. And here's what, after I explained all that, just like I'm explaining to you, she said, I really don't want to do habits because I always fail at habits. And I'm starting to try to think of it as rhythms because there was a different person that explains as rhythms and you can get into the stride. And she's like, I'm going to do that instead. And I said to her, that's great. That's fine. I just want you to start something. And I didn't push on this, but I really saw it as the same thing. It was a mindset thing of feeling a limiting belief that habits are not the same thing as rhythms. But habits are the same thing as routines, are the same things as rhythms, are the same things as rituals. Because ultimately, they get you to do a behavior that will automatically come to you after you've done it in a sustained period of time. Then it starts to feel like you're hitting the reward part of it. For me, when I think about habits, and I don't think of them as a limiting belief, I think of them as a vitamin that I'm taking every day. Oop, I went for a walk, took a vitamin, like energy vitamins. I chugged some water, boop, another vitamin. I read a book, read parts of a book, boop, another vitamin for me. And then it's like, if I skip a time, I haven't gone all off the rails. When I've been giving myself these energy vitamins, then I can just start again because it was better than not doing it, right? Better, even if I just got only a walk-in, it was better than not getting anything at all in to take care of myself. And so I want you to get your mornings in order in any sort of way that you need to tell yourself in order to frame it for yourself that you'll start doing it. Whether you phrase it to yourself as a ritual, a sacred ritual that feels really special, or you think of it as habits where you don't have to think about it at all because you're in this state of overwhelm, which is where I came up with slower mornings, right? I was in this state of overwhelm that I just needed to do something and I did not want to figure out what I needed to do. So I would go through the slower mornings acronym and I would just start with something small and I would do it and I started to feel better in it. Like I was giving myself an energy vitamin for the day and felt really good in it. 
Is it instead thinking about rhythms that if that gets you to the behavior that you want it to do, then that's ultimately what you want, right? Is it the routine? You know, as children, we love and we thrive off of routines where sometimes as entrepreneurs, we think that routines are a way of constricting ourselves or limiting ourselves when actually it's a way of liberating ourselves. It's a way of getting yourself to more clarity and for you to embrace that sort of structure. And it's not limiting because you get to choose what you want to do. You get to choose and make the decisions in filling up your life in whatever way you want it to do in that moment. So get those mornings in order and know that whatever way that you look at it, I want you to only do the things that serve you. Okay. So the way that you get clarity from your mornings by getting your mornings in order, my friend, is you keep only the things that serve you because they lead to the behaviors that serve you. So if you realize that reading ends up making you feel not serving you in this moment, then you don't need to read. If you feel like you need to put pause in your writing and journaling and put a pause in it, start next week or the week after that. There was a time when I would, wouldn't even drink that much water. And then I was like, oh, okay, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? I really need to be drinking more water. Like, what am I doing to myself? So I just started with that, where I just made sure that I would drink 60 ounces of water every day. And that was the number that I focused on, 60 ounces a day. And then I did the math. Okay, how am I going to get there? I'm going to chug five of these 12 ounce canisters. Actually, I would go for six because of the amount of ice. And I just, that was all I focused on because I knew that was serving me. And those other things could just fall to the wayside for now. But bit by bit, I was crawling out of this space, this mind space that I was really felt really deep into. So get your mornings in order in order to get more clarity in your life. Okay. And, and then Keep only the things that serve you. And I want to add another thing, respect that sacredness of the morning. Show it some respect. And I want you to show it, like keep the promises that you make to yourself. I say that because respect your sleep schedule in order to wake up in the mornings and do what you need to do. Respect and commit to, like, let's say you commit to just the one thing, drinking water every day. Respect it enough to know that it is the habit that is going to produce the behavior that you want, right? That you feel healthy and you feel better. And so get your mornings in order to get more clarity in your life. So that was tip number three. Tip number four is design your calendar to fit the life you want. There's so many people that I come across that are like, I'm so overwhelmed. This was me included. I am so overwhelmed and I don't want to know what to do. I'm so burnt out. And I have to do these things. And the thing is that you could, you are the one that has the power over your calendar. So if you start to design your calendar and to take control of it, you can start to feel better in it, in what feels aligned to you. So for example, if you have clients, only have clients on, let's say, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Theme your days for Tuesdays and Thursdays. That is the days that you're going to be talking to your clients. On Mondays and Fridays are my creativity days. Those are my nourishment days where I, on 
Mondays and Fridays. On Mondays, I'm taking my art classes and then I treat myself to a lunch. And on Fridays, I will usually go on like a a local adventure. So create your calendar in the life that you want to live. And so on Wednesdays is when I would normally try to batch. I was trying to upload and batch my podcast days. And what I realized was that Wednesdays ended up not being great for me because I thought, oh, I'll post them on Wednesdays and then I will batch them for the following week, right? Or the weeks after. What I realized was that I had already gotten in the routine of Thursday episodes from my previous business. And also, I don't know, I just enjoy Thursdays. Also, just random tangent. My mother-in-law did a one of the, her OG readings. You know, if you're an immigrant, you kind of understand this more than others, but we're very superstitious. And so if you do an OG reading for like a fortune reading, you do it with a deck of cards. And so the, I don't know, the grandma that she went to, that my mother-in-law went to said that if that Thursdays are a powerful day for 2024 coming up. So it's Lunar New Year, February 10th. It's Year of the Dragon. It's going to be a big year for big magic, big, just big things happening because it is a year of luck and prosperity, but also because the dragon is the only mythical creature in the Chinese Zodiac. So we go by the Lunar New Year. I am Taidam, Southeast Asian, and I celebrate Lunar New Year every year with my family. And it's my favorite holiday because there's nothing in my mind in the American culture that is like Lunar New Year, where you're literally bringing in blessings into your life, luck and prosperity. You are doing a full-on ceremony with your family and honoring those that have passed your ancestors and honoring like the future, the children and the, what you've done in the past, like the previous year, and then bringing all the luck that you need into the new year. And you're really practicing the gratitude, reflection, blessings, and your, and why you're here, right? The ancestors, what they've done, also going into the future and honoring like your journey into the future and blessing on those that you love. And so I love Lunar New Year because of that. And so the fortune reading that my mother-in-law had was that Thursdays are going to be the biggest day of this year, especially if you were born on a Thursday, So my mother-in-law, since I was born on Thursday, she was born on Thursday. She told me that I should start buying lotto tickets, (laughs) lotto tickets. I have not started buying lotto tickets, but I thought it would be a great way for me to transition my podcast into being Thursday podcast. When I do release them, I'm going to release them on Thursday. So podcast update with that. Okay. And then it feels more aligned with the life that I want to live. And I'm finding meaning in that, okay? Meaning in my daily life. And so design your calendar to fit the life that you want. Also, I'm I'm designing it to fit my energy levels. On Wednesdays midweek was my energy was hit or miss. I was either really high or really low. And so I'm gonna start probably recording my podcast 
my energy is really high on Monday nights, probably because I've had a creative day. So I might start batching it then. It might be Tuesdays. I'm not sure. Also, my writing, when I'm writing and when I'm creating content happens to be easier when it is on uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays. So I'm batching it on those days. So I want to ask you, what are the days in your calendar that you want to do certain things? that you want to do that deep work of working, if it's batching podcast episodes or if it is batching writing or content or client work, or if you have programs, your program work and creating different programs, when do you want to be doing that? Is it Wednesday deep work days? On Thursdays, is it client front-facing Thursdays? Is it Friday's financial days? Is it Monday's creative days or a team check-in days? When and when do you want to be doing those days? And I want you to design your calendar. And that calendar is not set in stone because then I want you to live that calendar and come back to it every single month where you're like, do I need to rearrange this calendar? Do I need to rearrange this calendar? Was I feeling really low during these weeks? Was I feeling super uninspired? Is it where I want to build in time slots in my calendar where I'm purposefully ending my days to shift into family times? Do I want to sign up for a class where I'm doing something different? Rock climbing class, self-defense class, art class, whatever type of class you want to. You design the calendar that you want and need in this season of life, okay? So that you can figure out what feels more aligned to you, your energy levels, what inspires you, how you can move through this life and find meaning in your daily lives. It is so important for you to find that those everyday actions and those small steps, those small contributions in your life that you're making and that to find meaning in that and that can feel so good when you start to design the calendar that you need, okay? And that you kind of keep a pulse on that for what you like and what you want during that season. And then you can batch whatever you need to during those times. And you can start to build systems around that and habits around that. And it can start to feel really clear and easy and light and easy for you to start living your calendar. Okay, last tip for you to get more clarity in your life is I want you to do something different. Do something different. Stretch yourself in a way that it feels out of your comfort zone. It doesn't have to feel good. In fact, the clarity usually comes in the after the discomfort, right? Because you've stepped out of your comfort zone, you've moved imperfectly through it, And through the discomfort is where you found that you've enriched your life. You created that depth, that depth of knowledge, that depth of you growing and excelling and being expansive in a way that feels more aligned to you. You've listened to that inner voice, that inner alignment that feels like, oh, this feels easier because it feels like something you want to do, what you want to create, what you want to do with your life. The clarity comes in that of you doing something different that might be something that leads to another something, right? I'm stepping out of my comfort zone, even in big ways and small ways. So like I had mentioned before, I'm taking different classes, visiting different environments, 
Um, one of the things that I've been kind of scared about because it feels so different in what I've been doing is that I actually have a trip that's coming up. It's a big trip. I'm going to Mexico with Millionaire Girls Club. Jill Stanton is one of my friends and she hosts Millionaire Girl Club retreats. And I am going to the one in Mexico, but she does a lot of them. And I went to the one in Costa Rica when I was at the Product Boss and it changed my life. This is the first trip that I'm going on that doesn't have a business partner at the other side of it. And I will say that it feels scary to me. I have felt scared for some time now. And I think it's my body of saying, this is really different. This is out of your comfort zone. And also not needing my business partner, though I have my, you know, I have two other women that I know and I have Jill and they're my friends on the other side of it. But, you know, Jill is leading this retreat and I am feeling very, very scared and very, very excited. So in my body and in all of our bodies, there is our body does not know how to discern between excitement and fear. And as I'm doing these different things, I know that I need that. I know that I need to step out of my comfort zone. I know that I do love to travel, but I tend to feel safer when I'm at home. You know, my home life is so important to me, but I know that when I start to feel inspired and expansive is when I travel and do something different. And it's not necessarily traveling because I get that excitement and I get that expansiveness, even when I'm doing different things, like things out of my comfort zone, like I mentioned rock climbing or doing something that I feel like that is daring. But when I can really do a full body, different sort of thing is when I change up my environment entirely. So that's why traveling feels something different entirely because it's a different environment. I don't actually have to think about what I'm going to be doing. I don't have to get myself there. I don't have to figure out the how I get there. And then Jill and her team takes care of the rest. And so I've been feeling really scared about it. I've been journaling about it because I feel very excited about it as well. And there was a reason why my body said, yes, Mina, sign up for this. And it's been like months and months since I've signed up for it. And I viscerally felt in my body that, yes, this is the decision that you are going to step forward in that inner voice saying, you can do this, Mina, you can go somewhere and that is totally different, that might feel completely uncomfortable, that might feel like you have fear and excitement mixed together, but you're doing something different. You're stretching yourself out of your comfort zone. You are probably going to gain skills that you never realized, and it might not be business skills. It might be surviving skills. <laughs> no, it won't be that. It will be being in a different environments that feel really luxurious, being in different rooms that I would never have been a part of, eating different meals that I've never even tasted, or swimming in waters that I probably would never force myself to swim in or scuba dive or be on boats that I might need to put a life jacket on to make myself feel safe. Whatever it is, I'm enriching my life in a different way, a depth that feels deeper and an expansiveness expansiveness that feels bigger because my vision and my perspectives have grown in this broad horizon. I'm getting out of my bubble. And so I want you to do something different. Maybe it's a, a different marketing 
campaign, a different type of client that you've ever reached out to, a different conference that you've never been to, a different experiment of a joint venture or collaboration that you've thought about doing, but you never thought that it'd work, a different program that you've thought about releasing that I am going to say, hey, I'm going to test out this thing and experiment because I'm doing something different. So those are the ways that you can gain clarity in your life is stretching yourself out of your comfort zone that might feel different from survival version of yourself and go into thriving version of yourself. It might require you to do something different. And so I'm going to run through those and then I'm going to wrap up because I think this turned out to be much longer than I expected. But I want you to think about how can I get more clarity in my life? Well, one, I can define the season that I'm in. I can take full ownership of it and claim it and then name it and then step into it. What season of life am I in? What stage of life? And how can I claim it and name it? Two, I want you to know your enoughness number. Dig into your number and know your enoughness number so that it can build that trust in your ability, eliminate the fears of you mismanaging money or not knowing your numbers, you're taking control of it. And the clarity around the actions when you have a clear target feel so much clearer than when you don't. It builds self-esteem and self-confidence. Three is I want you to get your mornings in order. Take your take step-by-step step in getting your mornings in order, little by little, pick one from the slower mornings routine that's in episode two so that you can progress and have more self-awareness. That's the thing is you have more self-awareness in, a, in order to get like the behavior that you want. And mornings are such a beautiful time for you to reclaim that, for you to take those that first initial step, okay? Four is I want you to design, to design your calendar to fit the life you want. What days are you going to be doing this and that? Theme those days. Have a start time and an end time of how you're going to be doing your batching or your deep work or your client work or your creation work or your create, creative days. And start to live that calendar and then come back to it to see if that's the calendar you want to maintain. It might be that you change it every 30, 30 days. Who knows? But at least you're being proactive about it. And last but not least, I want you to do something different. Try something new. Learn a different skill. Do a little bit of a tiny pivot on your path because you're stretching yourself out of your comfort zone and get excited about trying something new, whether it's through your personal life or through your business life, okay? So I hope that helps in building that clarity that you want in your life, that you desire in your life. And I will see you on the next episode. <laughs>